1: And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place.
3: The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Career Contessa podcast, your shortcut to being more fulfilled, healthy, and successful at work. I'm your host, Lauren McGoodwin, and today I'm chatting with Ediana Rosen about eight daily LinkedIn activities guaranteed to supercharge your career. None of them take more than 10 minutes, but provide a 10x ROI for the efforts. If you find this episode helpful, please text it to a friend who could use the Career Boost right now. And now this is the Career Contessa podcast. Hi, Ediana. Welcome to the show. Hi, Lauren. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Well, we always start with introductions. So tell the
0: audience who you are and a little bit about your current role. Absolutely. I am currently an employee relations specialist at a tech company in New York. Prior to that, I was a recruiter for over 10 years, recruiting everything under the sun, pretty much from technical stack to financial analysts, marketing specialists, and entry level positions, all the way to VP level. And now, uh, outside of that, I do content creation, everything that I know from understanding the hiring landscape behind the scenes. I love to teach people how to understand what goes behind the scenes on getting that offer letter, because I understand that job searching can be so complicated. And I think that people do deserve resources to understand how to finally land that job that they really deserve.
3: Yeah, absolutely. It's it's the wild west. Everybody does it differently. It depends on what's going on with the market. It's like you wish there was this simple formula with hiring, but There's not, which is why content creators in the career space can even exist. Like why that's even a thing, which is, which is exciting. And you do have really good advice. Talk about your experience with LinkedIn these days. How do you use it for work? And then also for your professional
0: brand, since you've, you've got both. Absolutely. Interestingly enough, since I started my new role in January of this year, I don't use it so much for work day to day, but I have been on LinkedIn for 12 years now, believe it or not. I just got that anniversary email the other day and it shocked me that I've been on the platform for so long. I know, can you believe it (laughs) for so long? And when I was a recruiter, I pretty much used LinkedIn day in and day out as my bread and butter, right? But outside of my work, I just always loved it. And I know that a lot of people have seen videos online of like how cringy LinkedIn is. But I think if you use it the right way, LinkedIn can be such a powerful tool, not only for your career, but also for potential connections in the future. The way that I use it today, although I don't use it day to day for my regular role, is to create meaningful relationships. Because for me, I'm not a regular networker. I don't look to create networking relationships when I need a role. Or when I am searching for a job, because when that happens, I believe in my personal opinion that that's too late when you're looking for a job, when you've been laid off, or when you are in a desperate position. So, LinkedIn is that area where I know that I will always find somebody who has something in common with me. Uh, If people are on LinkedIn, it's because they potentially are career driven. They want to talk about similar topics that I want to talk about. And the best way to find that is to be on a group chat with them or to connect with them through content that they might be creating or potentially even they have um, left a comment on a content creator that that person and I have in common that we liked. And that's currently how I utilize LinkedIn on pretty much on a daily basis today.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And I love your note about networking. I'm the same way. I don't want to go to a networking event and feel the pressure of having how many business cards can I collect? Mm-hmm. I love the the networking when you don't know that you're networking, when you are just building genuine connections and trying to find people who have similarities with you. And most of the time, those relationships have something in there that you can leverage for something else, but it's not because you don't go into it thinking, what can I get out of this relationship? I I think that's such a good point. And just for everyone listening, people who think of networking as cringy, it's because they're doing the opposite of what you're talking about. They do it when they're in a desperate space and it's like, I have so much on the line. People who are natural good networkers, they don't even think of themselves as networkers. They think of themselves as relationship builders. So I think that was a really important point. I want to discuss some daily ways that people can use LinkedIn. And and you kind of mentioned like you're using it for your professional brand. You might not use it for your job. And so I think people think, oh, I only use LinkedIn when I'm job searching or if I need to use it for my job. Like for example, when we were recruiters and and we were using it to source talent and things like that. But one of the things that I find really interesting about LinkedIn is that it's there are some guaranteed ways that you can supercharge your career by using it. And I want to organize this list of tips that so we're going to talk about about these daily activities into three types of people. Those who are trying to figure out their next career move, we'll call them career fitters, the active job searchers. So those are people who really do need a job right now. And then the people who are looking to grow their professional brand, which is sort of the bucket that you fit into. But I think everybody has been in either one of those buckets at any time and you can overlap those buckets. So I want to talk about just kind of some overall daily tips because I have actually seen firsthand the difference that being active on LinkedIn can make for my career. And the first thing I want to just talk about is that the biggest mistake I see is that people make with LinkedIn is they treat it like it's a job board. And it's not necessarily a job board. Yes, they have that feature, but they have so many other features and strategies. So I thought that we could start with your list and maybe just get your insight into what's one big LinkedIn mistake that you see people making today.
0: Mm, Yes, I see a huge mistake that people make on falling into the traps of there's content creators out there that unfortunately love to Post for engagement, which is, you know, we get it. Marketing, I get. I know exactly where you're going with this. Yep, Mm -hmm. and unfortunately, job seekers that are not very well trained into. Realizing that these are traps, LinkedIn is a very visible platform, unfortunately. And I think that it could be a blessing and a curse at the same time. And what I mean by visible platform is that anybody and everybody can see your activity level. So when you are engaging with a certain post, when you're commenting on a certain post, people can see that. All of your connections, people who are connected to your connections and so on and so forth. It's like a web within the web. And so I think one of the mistakes that you could potentially be seeing or I see every single day is that people get very emotional about certain things and they forget that, yes, you're behind a screen and you're just typing on a keyboard or on your phone, but sometimes there are a lot of decision makers on that platform. There's potential future recruiters, there are potential future coworkers, or even hiring managers who are seeing how you're expressing yourselves about certain topics or how you're expressing yourself about potential future coworkers that you see yourself in the future. So that's one of the biggest things that I'm seeing right now in this job market. Market. And the reason why I want to make it so relevant is because it it's, it's a dumpster fire right now out there in this job market for a lot of people. And I will do want to empathize. I, I do want to acknowledge the fact that I come from a very privileged position. I do have a job right now. And I don't want to say that I would know how it feels to be in that position, but just really think about Would you want what you're saying today printed in the New York Times on the front page five years from now? So just be very careful who you're engaging with and is that helping anybody or is that educating anyone in any way, shape or form? That's the number one mistake I see right now. That's really costing people potential opportunities.
3: Yeah, it's almost like a venting of sorts is happening a little bit on LinkedIn. And one thing I think you're probably right, a lot of people don't know that everybody can see that connections, second, third versions of connections. Also, if I click on your profile and I click on activity, I can see all the comments you've left and made with somebody else. So, if you're getting in a fight with someone on the comments, I can probably see that if I click on activity. So, that is a these are just like good reminders and you know, one thing I've always said about LinkedIn, as much as I love it, I don't think it's always been the most user-friendly app and, and and site to use. Like, I don't think people are always aware of that kind of stuff. So let's move away from the big mistakes. Let's talk about things that people should do. So here are eight daily LinkedIn actions guaranteed to
0: supercharge your career. All right, Ediana, what is number one? Yeah. The first thing is to think about LinkedIn as a community for yourself. Job searching, creating community. It's a lonely journey sometimes. Even if you're not looking for a job right now, I I see a lot of TikToks and Instagram posts where people are asking, how do you make friends? How do you create connections when you're just graduating? You're in a lonely corporate job, getting in and and out of work late at night, trying to cook dinner, try to have a healthy lifestyle. How do you make friends? How do you make connections? And I think LinkedIn is a great space to do that because as I mentioned in the beginning, LinkedIn is going to be a melting pot of people who are going to think alike, And they have forums and group chats and even Facebook groups. I call it Facebook groups with quotation marks because it's not Facebook, but they do have a lot of organizations that you can be a part of that are going to guarantee that are going to have that interest just like yours, that it takes the guessing game out of it, right? So utilizing that as a community-based type of forum for you to not feel alone anymore. That's number one. Yeah. And that would
3: apply to people who are career fitters, job searchers, or people trying to build their professional brand, right?
0: Exactly. Which is why I put it as number one, because I think it applies to everybody on the spectrum. Okay. Okay. Number two on the list. Yes. Number two on the list, I think is commenting and also considering, I don't think that you have to do this, but I think considering turning your profile into a creator account even if you don't create content. The reason why I'm saying that is because LinkedIn has realized later in the game that at the end of the day, people want to create community. They want to connect with people. That's just what's missing today in in the era of social media. And so I've noticed in connecting with other recruiters that when people have creator accounts, they sometimes get favored in the algorithm. So I would give it a try. Even if you're not creating content yourself, that's just an insider scoop that I'm giving you here. And this is just anecdotal. I have not heard from any official person working at LinkedIn, but just try it out and see if it helps with your numbers. I think that just turning that into a creator account and at the same time, connecting with people. So the reason why I'm telling you this is because let's say that you really want to reach out to somebody who seems to be out of reach for you. Let's say that is someone who works at a really big company and you want to reach out to them, but you feel scared because you think that they're out of your league. A way that you can do this is by, if they create content, you can start commenting, liking, sharing. By the time that you're ready to send them a DM, the chances of them responding to you are most likely to be positive because that person is most likely going to recognize your name by you engaging with their content. Yeah. And I've had that happen to myself as a content creator. It's happened to other people whom I've, I've wanted to reach out to. And even other people, content creators themselves have really told me, yes, it works. And you want to have that familiarity bias with your name when you are wanting to reach out to people because it doesn't feel yep. as cold of a reach out. So that's number two for people who are. You know, people just want to advance their careers for networking purposes, people who are job searching, who essentially just want to connect with decision makers and hiring managers and people who are, you know, essentially wanting to create that community on the platform.
3: I can say firsthand. So I actually wasn't a creator on LinkedIn until one of our episodes a little while back with Lisa Lee Jackson. She was like, why are you not a creator? I turned it on. I actually started creating content. And I know you guys are like, hello, you're the CEO of Career Contessa. How do you not know this? So this just proves that not everyone knows it. Since I became a creator... I think I've gotten like 2000 new quote followers, which are really just connections. I've had like three or four people reach out randomly about having me on their podcast. So it's brought in like PR opportunities. You know what it also does is I feel like you become top of mind for people in your network who maybe kind of forgot about you. I have had a couple informational interview, like coffee chats with people that I've done for them. And so I also think you have nothing to lose by turning on the creator thing. Even if you don't want to create content, I love your comment about just commenting and and engaging with people's content. They see your name. Familiarity bias is a real thing. If nothing else, so-and-so asked them, Hey, do you have a referral for yada, yada job we're hiring? Guess what? They just now remember you because you're top of mind. So I love that. I've seen so many people win job offers and it started by commenting on people's posts and engaging with them. So highly recommend if you're not, and, and I don't just mean like agreed or (laughs) Well said. I mean, like, you know, genuine comments on there, but that's a really
1: good point as well. Have you? (sighs) That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm Mm-mm. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be.
3: Have you ever been on the hunt for a new doctor and you ask literally everyone you know for their recommendation? You know, a doctor who actually gets you, who listens to you, and makes you feel super comfortable. And finally, after weeks of searching, you find the one. And not only the one, but also they live close to your house. So you call their office and they have an appointment available. But then the receptionist tells you that the perfect doctor doesn't take your insurance. Wipe your tears, put away the ice cream, and head over to ZocDoc to find and book the doctor who is right for you and takes your insurance. ZocDoc is a free app where you can find amazing doctors and book appointments online. We're talking about booking appointments with thousands of top rated patient review doctors and specialists. You can filter specifically for one who takes your insurance is located near you and treats almost any condition that you're searching for. These doctors all have verified reviews from actual real patients, not bots. The average wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is between just 24 and 48 hours. That's it. You can even score same day appointments. Once you find the doctor you want, you can book them immediately with just a few app taps. No more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist or having to ask your whole network, who do you go to and following up with them to get their phone number and all those things. You don't have to do any of that anymore. I've used ZocDoc and I would definitely recommend it. Their mobile app makes it so easy to book appointments on the go and you can see their real-time availability of so many different kinds of healthcare providers. Seriously, I just used the app the other day when I was in line at the grocery store to book a follow-up appointment with one of my doctors. So go to ZocDoc.com Contessa and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. One more time, that's ZocDoc, Z-O-C-D-O-C.com Contessa. ZocDoc.com slash Contessa to download the free app and book your doctor today. Are you looking for some good, clean positivity? Good, me neither. I'm Maddie Murphy and I host The Bad Broadcast, a weekly comedy podcast dedicated to talking about everything we'd love to hate. I searched my whole life to find my passion. Little did I know I had been practicing my true talent every single day, complaining join me every monday wherever you listen to podcasts and be sure to follow me on instagram at the bad broadcast to answer our weekly questions and for a chance to be featured on the show see you there
0: okay move into number 3 absolutely i think leaving meaningful recommendations for people that you can vouch for and i added vouching for because i don't want to recommend any unethical practices of buying recommendation for recommendation, yeah. you need to make sure that you understand who you're leaving recommendations for. Now, why I wanted to add this in here as well, because there's a practice that recruiters use that's called crowdsourcing, which I used a ton when I was recruiting for technical roles. Because let me tell you, technical roles is a whole new level when it comes to finding talented folks on LinkedIn. They don't want to be found for some reason. So, <laughs> Crowdsourcing was a lifesaver. And what crowdsourcing means is that when you found a good profile, you want to model that profile on other folks. So let's say that I found Lauren, for example, and she has a recommendation on her profile that they have. Lauren is really good at marketing and yeah, marketing, for example. And I said, oh, they have a really good recommendation from somebody else at Salesforce, for example. This person, Maria, recommended her from Salesforce and they had a really good thing to say about her marketing skills. Most likely Maria also worked in the marketing department because otherwise, how she would have known about the marketing skills that Lauren has. So that takes me into Maria's profile. So that's how crowdsourcing works. I found Maria through crowdsourcing. So now Maria has gotten herself a really handy opportunity because otherwise, potentially I wouldn't have found her any other way.
2: So now
0: Maria did something that she wouldn't have known that I was going to find her that way. She did something very selfless. She did something just to connect even more with Lauren. It was just something that she wanted to do because they were good colleagues. And that is something that has now worked in her favor. Yeah. So that's something that I have done for many years as a recruiter. And I remember talking about these ones and it just blew people's minds. They had no idea that that worked. Yeah, I've never way. heard I this one. <laughs> mm-hmm. So same with skills. I think you can do the same with skills, but you just have to make sure that you're doing it with people that you know very well and that you yeah. have worked on a hand in hand in the same team or potentially managed in the past people that you really know. And it has to be meaningful because I can tell, a recruiter can tell when you are just doing something for just doing it.
3: Yeah. I love this tip about the recommendations because I feel like oftentimes you ask people to write one they're like, oh, just write it for me and I'll put it there. If you're lucky, you get that response. If you're Mm -hmm. not lucky, they just ignore it because it's like one more thing on their to-do list, but actually it can help them as well. So this would be such an easy assignment, like from the list so far, it's turn yourself on creator profile and leave a recommendation for someone today. Not to mention you're creating so much goodwill and karma when you are the person who speaks highly about other people when they're not in the room, AKA they didn't have to ask you to do it. So like I would just highly recommend that as a general practice as well. That is such good advice and it might get you a job.
0: So like, why not? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What's next on the list? Number four. Absolutely. I think another way to, I know the daily task that you can do on LinkedIn to supercharge your career is staying up to date with trends, right? Because there's a lot of, leaders who already are on LinkedIn, they are speaking about these trends. They are listening to the news and they're coming back to LinkedIn and doing like a TLDR or a summary of what's going on in the news. They're posting new opportunities. They're also giving you a heads up of how to avoid scams. There's a very unfortunate situation that's happening right now because there's so many job seekers in the market. And so people take advantage of these vulnerable situations. And so something else that you can do on a daily routine for LinkedIn is to search for these things, right? To search for keywords, to make sure that you're searching for the 24 hours on the filter, to make sure that you're not just looking at things that have passed in the last week or so, because that's continued to be stale. But just to make sure that you're refreshing your feed and taking a look at things that are very much in the past seven hours or so, usually that there's a lot of people not creating content on LinkedIn. So that's a good way for you to stay up to date. And again, making sure that you being recent with your comments, the engagements, because you're, again, going to continue to be staying top of mind. And again, when it comes to the, the scam situation, I wanted to bring that up because it's not the most positive thing to talk about. But it just breaks my heart to hear the stories of people who have been scammed, not only with applying to fake jobs, but also to people who are offering services, people who might not have the background to talk about these things or to offer services like this. People have been ghosted after they've paid for a service and things like that. So I've seen a lot of good content creators who don't offer any services, but they're talking about these things and just making you aware so that you don't fall on the same trap.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I think also, I, I like your point of just following some of these thought leaders because I have learned also a lot of really good tips that I can use in my career. So there are work trends, there are scams, there's that stuff. There's also just daily stuff. So like I've been following some people who give really good advice to managers and it's like questions to be asking your team. And that's where I learned the the scale of one to 10. How stressed are you today? How are you feeling? Like it, it was like, you know, empathetic leadership type questions that you could ask in like a non-cheesy way. And I love that kind of stuff. And I'm just looking for advice on those topics. And you can find thought leaders who are sharing that. So to your point, like find some thought leaders who maybe you follow for trends in your industry, some that you follow for where you are in your career stage right now. So going back to the career fitter, the job searcher, the professional brand person, there are people in every one of those categories and you can find them and follow them as well. And just checking in each day. I mean, a lot of creators, maybe they don't post every day, but the the big ones do post on a regular basis for sure. Don't you think?
0: Absolutely. And with that point, also, there's someone that just came to mind for me as well. I don't just follow people for career advice. I follow this person. His name is Jason Pfeiffer. He is the chief in editor for Entrepreneur. And he posts many amazing tips of like, productivity tips and how to be a better communicator and how to pitch better, how to write better emails. And all of those things can be translated so seamlessly into your career every single day. You know, as a job seeker, you are writing emails almost daily when you're searching for jobs. And it's just how to be, how to think of the person receiving your email, how to put yourself in their shoes. And he is someone that you want to listen to when it comes to that advice, because he is someone who's receiving hundreds of pitches on yes. a daily basis. And he's essentially giving us the behind the scenes look of what a good pitch looks like. So I take a look at his emails. He His newsletter, I think is called uh, 1% Better or something like that, of how to become better 1% every single day. And those are the things that it doesn't necessarily have to correlate with your day-to-day or your career per se. But essentially, you can try to make connected dots, as you were saying, like for new leaders, new managers, empathy, and how you can essentially translate that into your day to day life. And those are the amazing things that you can see on LinkedIn on a more digestible, tactile way to to consume content.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can subscribe to the newsletters of some of these thought leaders who have it on LinkedIn as well. So that's that's really good advice. And I'm definitely going to go look him up on LinkedIn.
2: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.
3: All right. Tell (laughs) us about number five, because I love
0: productivity tips and all that. Okay. So number
3: five is all about the digital portfolios. Talk a little bit about that.
0: Yes. Number five has to be one of my favorites, because sometimes when you're not given an opportunity, I'm a true believer that you can create it for yourself. And LinkedIn can be one of those places where you can create a digital portfolio for yourself. Sometimes people can say, oh, you can do that anywhere else, like TikTok and Instagram. But essentially, LinkedIn is the best place to create a portfolio for your career because LinkedIn is the platform for career people and uh, job seekers and essentially to elevate that space. So let's say that you're a writer or even a a digital creator, you can put together everything that you have done, or you can initiate that journey to, let's say that you're a copywriter and you have not been given an opportunity to land a nine to five job. You can start writing newsletter on LinkedIn and you can showcase your skills as a copywriter there. And somebody's going to see that at some point. They're going to see that you're a very talented copywriter, and then that's your way of interviewing. That's your way of showcasing your skills in that way by doing it once a week or even every day. And then inviting people. If you are like what you see, here's my resume or here's how to contact me or here's how to reach out to me. This is just a soft landing way. It's essentially like a, a landing page of your website. And it's a way to just have people come to you in a way that's going to feel less pushy or less salesy to just make sure that you'll be more proactive with your career as opposed to waiting people to come to you. You're making sure that you're attracting those people on a daily basis and have people in a way to find you and essentially have like a taste of what it is. Cause sometimes yeah. essentially managers and companies are taking a risk when they're hiring someone and sometimes they want to see what they will get. I know that that's not fair to they ask They almost sometimes. always
3: want that, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it's just easier to just make them see that on, on a digital uh, portfolio. And it makes it easier for them to make that decision when they can see it, that you're just putting it all out there. And another way to do that with decision makers is a new feature that came out with LinkedIn is to be able to upload your digital resume on the, on the back end. Nobody will see that. Essentially, the way that it works is that you upload it as a PDF. And that also helps with your keywords. So when a recruiter is searching for you on the back end, that also helps with the algorithm. And all of the keywords within your resume are also going to be triggered within that search. So that's also something else that helps within your digital profile and your digital portfolio when you are building your LinkedIn profile as well.
3: Yeah, I think this is especially important when you are job searching and maybe trying to make a transition from one thing to the other, or Mm -hmm. maybe it's not even like a huge transition, but... I mean, you maybe you're trying to go from entrepreneurship because the last few years you got laid off, you started your own thing and now you want to go back in house like any of those like things that require more of a story or an explanation. I think you can explain it in that way. And those are great things. I mean, I, I remember when I wanted to be a recruiter, I was having informational interviews with recruiters. I could have then gone on LinkedIn and shared via the content and post like, here's what I learned about recruiting today or here's a takeaway from the conversation. And I could have been showing people when I was trying to transition from an admin assistant to recruiter. I'm learning about recruiting and that would have stood out to people when I was applying for recruiting jobs, too So I really like your point about like how it helps you show not just tell what you're capable of And I know sometimes that's harder depending on the
0: job that you're trying to apply for Mm, 100 couldn't agree more
3: Okay, so number six is all about the myths that we need to debunk by actual professionals and I love myths that we're debunking So tell me a little bit about these
0: yeah, so the one thing that I love the most about LinkedIn and sometimes can get into heated debates. So just be careful because, you know, as we talked about the 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 first point of not getting into these traps. But one of the myths that I love about, And myths and debunks on LinkedIn is specifically about job searching, right? Because as we mentioned in the beginning, things can be so complicated and personal about that. But the number one things that I love is the ATS because there's so many things that people talk about the ATS that are just not true. Essentially the ATS is not rejecting you. It's not a robot that's evil, that doesn't want you to go through the interviews. It's just a, a digital cabinet that's just holding your information and that people are going in there and searching for things depending on the keywords that they're putting in there. So just keep that in mind. And the best way to have reliable information is through LinkedIn because LinkedIn is the best way to see the person's work history and see if that person is reliable to understand if they're coming from a place of knowledge as opposed to somebody who's just talking about from their own experience. Think about it if you are going, if you're having heart issues, right? Are you going to go to a person, a doctor who specializes on feed issues or a cardiologist. And the best way to find that out is through their LinkedIn profile. You can see the education they had, the practice, how many years of experience. The same way, if you are talking about the ATS, I'm most likely going to be listening to a recruiter who has worked in different ATSs for 10 years then I will to I don't know a marketing specialist who has been a job seeker but has not really seen the back end of an ATS so that's just an example of like how you can really find out who to really believe when they're debunking this type of myths yeah. Yeah.
3: There are a lot of people who are going to be giving you career advice about ATSs and how to beat them. And they've never even been on the back end of an ATS. So, you know, be, be thoughtful about who you take your advice from. And that goes for a a lot of things on the internet for sure. Yes. That's like (laughs) a, a good general
0: piece of advice. Okay. Number seven. Yeah, number seven is essentially, LinkedIn is gonna be the easiest way to build your personal brand when it comes to your career because you don't have to convince anybody of your career on LinkedIn. People are on there for one purpose and one purpose only. And I do know that people have tried to make it something that is not when it comes to LinkedIn. But as long as you go on there, if you post stuff that's related to your career, people are not gonna question it. And again, when it comes to your personal brand, it's about what people perceive of you and how you are portraying yourself to the world. So when you are specifically, I love this piece for career changers. And I know that it can be scary because your current employer or other people in your job can see this, but this is the best way to really start to make people see you of how you want them to see you. And LinkedIn is going to be the best and easiest platform to do that as opposed to any other platforms, because you can do anything else in TikTok and on, on Instagram. But LinkedIn is the place to do that when it comes to your career in any other aspects or any other stages that whether you're looking for a job, trying to grow your career, try to build community and networking. And the way to do that is by, again, continuing to do a list of the people that you admire, do a list of the people who are where you want to be and start taking a look at their trajectory. Where were they? How long did it take them to get to where they are today? Start reading between the lines. Start studying them for a week or two and start putting questions together in an outline, questions that you cannot really Google. And then you can start commenting engaging with them and then you can reach out so that you can potentially talk to them in a coffee chat and establish that relationship with them so that you can learn how to establish that personal brand in the similar way in which they did it as well. LinkedIn is just the easiest way to do that. Yeah.
3: Yeah, informational interviews, coffee chats, whatever you want to call it, networking with cold people you don't know. It used to be just sending a really good email. Now it's sending a really good email and having that context around it. And it, the context is your personal brand. People are going to look and see who is this person that's reaching out to me? Should I have coffee with them or have the phone call with them? So this is the way to actually increase the open and acceptance rate of that as well. Okay, your last and final tip for daily LinkedIn actions that can supercharge your career.
0: Yeah. LinkedIn essentially is still a social media platform. So I know that, as you mentioned in the beginning, people treat it just as a job board, but it's not just a social job board. It's a way for you to interact with other people. It's for you to build community and it's for you to take advantage to use it as a search engine optimization. So it's like a mini Google for your resume so just make sure that you're utilizing all of the tips that we have talked about today and make sure that you're also sprinkling like little salt and pepper, whatever you prefer, all over your profile in a way in which is going to make it easier for those that you want people to search so that you can be found on the on the platform. So another daily tip that I can do is I go on LinkedIn every single day. I engage on the DM one way or another with somebody else because there's a feature on the back end in which recruiters get recommended on the first page, people who are most likely to respond. And yeah. the way that that happens is how active you are on the platform. So even if you don't know anybody yet, have a friend. Say, Hey. I want to send you a DM on LinkedIn. Let's just chat in there once a week or twice a week, just in case, and use it as a social media platform the same way that you DM people on Instagram. Another thing that I want to say is that you can go maybe once a month or so and review your experience, review your profile. Does that align with who you are today? Are your most recent, your most remarkable projects added in there that you feel the most proud of that you think are really representing who you are as a job seeker and as a professional. That's the one thing that I can think of because it's going to be the most relevant and that's how you're going to continue to have people reaching out to you on the DM with new opportunities.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I want to do a whole nother episode about like LinkedIn search tools because you were talking about finding people and like there's so many good hacks on how you can find people <laughs> and put them into, you know, save their profiles. But I think these are incredible daily LinkedIn activities. I absolutely agree with you. I would recommend everybody carve out, even if it's 15 minutes a day to be on LinkedIn, open DMs, responding to them, engaging on a post. Even if you left two comments on a post a day, one recommendation a quarter, I would be so thrilled with that. And it would do so much for your career. And I I just, I guarantee that the connection piece of it, the networking part of it will not feel icky at all. It will feel so genuine and just staying in touch with people. And I honestly think to your, one of your earlier points is like, a lot of these process, especially like the job search process can feel really lonely. And so being able to find like-minded people who are going through similar stuff as you is great. And then my last tip is for anybody who's wondering like, well, what should I be talking about? It's like, if you work in integrated marketing role, talk about integrated marketing, talk about your recent projects, tell us about a challenge that you had recently, like take common job interview questions and think about how you can turn those into posts There are some people who are fantastic creators and they've got the hook and all this stuff. You don't need any of that. I I find that honestly, sometimes the best post is just like, here's four questions I would ask in my one-on-one. Here's a question I was asked today. Like think about how you would talk to a friend or a colleague and what you would, would chat about. So Ediana, these are amazing tips. Tell people where they can find you, follow up with you, your resources. Obviously we need to put your LinkedIn profile in the show notes so people can also connect with you there, but tell us
0: everything. Thank you. Yes. You can find me on LinkedIn by my name, which is Eviana Rosen. That's E-D-D-I-A-N-A Rosen. And everywhere else under Careers in Review, and I do have an amazing resource, which is completely free. is a PDF guide that helps you understand what could be going wrong that you're not landing those job interviews that you really want to. And all you have to do is go onto my Instagram. Again, it's careers in review. And you can comment on any post, the word guide, and I will send you a DM with that resource completely free. I'm excited for you to get it because it's such a comprehensive guide. And it also has amazing mini resources within it. Yeah, we'll, we'll link to her
3: Instagram, your LinkedIn profile, but go on the Instagram, any post you guys just write guide and then you'll get this in your DM. So that's fantastic. You've made it very easy for us. We're always spending the other half of our day on Instagram. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's not actually half. It's like a quarter of the day. These are fantastic. I really appreciate you sharing your tips today and they're all so helpful. Thank you. Thank you so much, Lauren. It was such a blast. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Career Contessa podcast. Please take your time to rate, review, and subscribe. One review equals a thousand downloads. And that's the number one way that you can support our show so we can be back here each week. And don't forget to comment guide on any of Ediana's Instagram posts and she will DM you a free PDF to help with your job search. I link to her Instagram in the show notes. And pay it forward by texting this episode to someone who could use the career advice right now.